Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That's a Hard No is brought to you by Clever Girl Marketing, my full-service agency specializing in smart, strategic marketing solutions for businesses and nonprofits. Okay, so you're probably wondering, Heather, what's with the podcast about boundaries? Why not marketing? Well, maybe in the future, but for now, it actually does relate. So bear with me here. Smart marketing, strategic marketing, requires knowing what to say no to and why. Businesses and nonprofits get inundated with marketing options and offers every day. We help you cut through all that noise, focus on your specific needs, and develop actionable strategies that are doable and actually make sense. Whether it's websites, SEO, email, social, or traditional channels, we're experienced in all of it. So if you need help figuring out your marketing, visit our website, clevergrowmarketing.com, and get in touch. Welcome to That's a Hard No, the podcast about saying no and setting boundaries so you can become the authentic and empowered you that this world needs. Before we start, a quick reminder. While I am a licensed professional clinical counselor, this podcast is in no way a replacement for one-on-one therapy with a mental health professional. If you notice the content in this episode triggering some big feelings, visit our website, hardnewpodcast.com, for mental health resources and other helpful links. In season two of That's a Hard No, we're making it a priority to dig deeper into the process of finding and utilizing the help you may need. We want to make the time to discuss with our in-house expert, Sarah Saunders, what to expect from therapy and all of its intricacies. So Sarah, now that we know what to look for, how do we find a therapist and what should we expect from the process? Absolutely. So I am going to break this down. Um For those of you that are listening and you're not driving, this might be a good time to get out a paper and pen so you can jot down some things. Um, But first and foremost, it's important to identify what kind of therapy services you are seeking. Um, And then also understanding and having the conversation about do you want to use insurance or not? Mm -hmm. And so if insurance is a route that you want to go, you can absolutely call your insurance company and you can ask them to provide a list of providers within the network within your network that are covered by your insurance. That's really important. The other thing is, is that you can go on to psychologytoday.com. 
You can put your insurance information, who your provider is, but you can also search for your area, putting your zip code in. You can also, you know, check some boxes if you're looking for, you know, couples therapy, family therapy, individual, um, you know, anxiety, depression, um, mood disorder, whatever it is. And it's an interesting platform is that it, it's almost like a dating website where all of these different profiles come up and you can read their profile. You can see a picture of them. Um, and then it oftentimes has a link to their website. So this is another really great way for you to find, you know, a therapist You can also use wonderful Google. You can Google therapist near me, um, you know, and that's an option. Nowadays, and Heather, I'm sure you're familiar with this, right now at my practice, Purposeful Growth and Wellness, we offer a hybrid model, meaning that we do both in-person and virtual. Mm -hmm. So you can also search for therapists specifically if you are looking for someone that is virtual or, you know, in person. Yeah, I think I mentioned this to you offline that my daughter is a college student Mm. and, um, you know, she is looking for some support and she previously, you know, talked to someone here in our local area and then they sort of did some virtual sessions because everybody moved that way when COVID hit. But now she's like, you know, kind of living on her own and she wants someone that she can just, you know, have someone to talk to every now and then away at college. So we've been talking about that. And, you know, we our insurance company has a web portal and you can go in and you can Mm. like search. It's a little overwhelming. It absolutely is. I have to say like that this big list comes up and even like, you know, she has specific issues, topics, points of view, she might Mm -hmm. she might want that therapist to be in alignment with. And it's hard to know, like, if someone says they specialize in a certain field, how do we know that they have a certain certification? Or is it just they're just putting it in there so that they can get clients like it's it's hard to know. Right. It's hard to it's comparison shop a therapist. It's not the same as a car, you know. Heather, you bring up a really good point. And again, someone looking for a therapist, it's not their job to always know exactly what they're looking Mm, for. mm -hmm. There's a lot of, you know, jargon out there that, yes, it can make it seem like, oh, my gosh, they do all of these things. What exactly do I need? Mm -hmm. Another piece, and especially for, you know, younger kids, is really, you know, talking to pediatricians, talking to your primary care physician, oftentimes when it comes to someone in that, you know, does that type of work, they've oftentimes networked with people and have a specific database of Mm -hmm. providers. So I think that's really important. I know for me that if someone calls in and I know that it's not a good fit, I personally ensure that the people that I do provide the referral that I know that practice, I know what it is that they do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
you can always kind of trial and error and this does take a little bit of effort Mm -hmm. um, but you could always call a practice share with them you know what you're looking for and we're all in the helping profession so I would like to say all of us but um, a majority will be able to you know kind of lead you in that direction when it comes to college kids Um, universities and college campuses are required to have mental health therapists on staff. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, reaching out to the academic advisor or going to, um, you know, asking a professor would be helpful. And then if they are, and I know so many are just at capacity right now and there's wait lists, they can also provide some direction Mm -hmm. for students in college. And I know this can be a little touchy or controversial, and we don't want to mention any specific platform or brand names mm-hmm. because they're not paying us for sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, are there any pitfalls around any of these sort of um, therapy apps? I mean, I, I know there's a wide variety. Some are just texting and chat, and some are mm-hmm. actually you're meeting with people. And like, is that a viable option for some people? So again. You're the expert of you. You know what you need. Mm -hmm. More times than not, when I get phone calls in, people are looking for, you know, that deeper, Mm -hmm. deeper work. And so being able to meet face to face is really important. Mm -hmm. However, there are some people that they're not there yet that maybe their first step to therapy is just having like an accountability person, you know, having someone that they can touch base with. Mm-hmm. There's different hotlines out there too oh, yeah. if, if mm-hmm. there is like a crisis situation, but maybe the texting or the virtual is is what they need right now and then they can grow into, you know, in person. That's interesting. Yeah. So I, I think it's, you know, really, again, checking in with yourself, but also recognizing what services are available for you at that at that time, because I work with a lot of motherhood across the lifespan, and especially during the pandemic, mom specifically, you know, to get childcare. And and I actually worked with, um, and I'm still working with a very dear client of mine who she has a child with complex needs. Mm -hmm. And so we have had several appointments where she's been at PICU Mm. at Cleveland Clinic with her daughter. Mm. And I've been able to provide virtual services Mm -hmm. or even just a phone call for her, Mm -hmm. you know, during those times. So right now, it seems like there's more options available than ever. Uh, In some ways, the pandemic opened that up for a lot of people. And and in some ways, that's a good thing. Absolutely. So and this may this may be something you're planning on talking about later, but mm-hmm. I mean, that list can be overwhelming. Let's say yes. you narrow it down to three or four people and you start calling around. What What are the questions you should ask to, to mm-hmm. decide besides telling them your situation and what you're looking for? Are there things you should ask? Absolutely. You know, and I think finances trump all stressors. So mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. think it's important to identify if the provider that you're seeking, if they accept insurance or if they are private pay, 
If a provider is private pay, it is important to ask them if they do provide a super bill. And what that is, is that if a provider is out of network, you can call your insurance company and you can ask them about your out of network benefits. And so if the provider does provide the super bill, you would get the super bill and then you can submit that directly to insurance for reimbursement. Mm-hmm. It's just not the therapist's responsibility to do that. So it's the way you kind of do the accounting for your out-of-pocket expenses towards, and then once you've hit your limit, then perhaps insurance would kick in or something. Exactly. And you can also ask about if they accept HSA or FSA if you have those accounts. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, really identifying the payment aspect of it. And then two, I think it's important, Mm -hmm. you know, yes, to share your story. One of the things for me is, do they make you feel heard within that first initial phone call? So I know for me and my practice, so I am private pay, and I do provide the super bill for clients upon request. Mm -hmm. But also, I provide a 15 to 20 minute um, free consult. And so I'm not rushing people off the phone, I'm really making sure that they feel heard. And so some questions, you know, Heather, if you were to call a therapist that was on your list, you know, asking, you know, how long have you been doing this? What kind of clients do you see? Mm-hmm. You know, what kind of, you know, framework do you use, I think is helpful. So if you were to ask me, you know, do you want to practice this really quick? Well, what kind of framework do you use? I don't even know what that means. Sure. So I would just say I come from a systemic perspective, meaning that I look at the whole family system and I I work with clients that are navigating life, life challenges. I believe that everybody their life is like a book and there's a lot of chapters that have led them to where they are now. There's some of those chapters that, you know, there's some dust on them and we have to peel back the layers. We have to heal and process so that we can then write what we want these next chapters to look like. It's important to to note, I work with clients that have trauma. And when I say trauma, there's capital T trauma and there's lowercase trauma. I deal with lowercase trauma. It's not always what happened to us, but what happened inside of us. Mm -hmm. Um, I do a lot of couples work. My training is in uh, marriage and family therapy. So just kind of understanding, I do a lot of mindfulness work. So getting a better understanding Mm -hmm. that way is very helpful. Yeah, I think that's all very helpful. I think think the two key things I'm hearing is make sure you feel you're being heard Mm -hmm. because I think if you're not being heard in that initial conversation, that's a red flag. And the point about getting the financials straight, understanding what your responsibilities are and what their responsibilities are and who's going to pay for it. You know, I think a lot of people when they're under stress, they avoid thinking about money and then they end up in a worse situation in the end. And so it's important to face that from the beginning. 
And if there isn't transparency from the therapist or if there is confusion, Mm -hmm. that's going to be a red flag Mm -hmm. because during that first initial appointment, you should be able to ask any question and have that direct communication Mm -hmm. because oftentimes one of the skills that therapists are teaching is effective communication. Right. So right off the bat, if you're confused about anything, always ask, can you clarify that? I also think it's important to ask what the process looks like. Mm. And so for me and my practice, the first appointment is an hour and a half to two hours, and it's a detailed assessment. It's really just a get to know you appointment, but then it's within that time frame that we create a very individualized treatment plan to best meet your needs. And so we talk about goals, we talk about frequency of sessions. A red flag for me would be if someone, if a therapist said, oh, based on the three minutes of information you just shared with me, we would be seeing each other weekly for six months. Like the therapist doesn't know that because they don't know you yet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And then also, so the initial intake appointment, what that looks like, and then the follow-up sessions. So for me, the follow-up sessions are 50 to 60 minute sessions. Okay. So you're kind of looking for someone to really hear you, listen to you, take the time to get to know you, and then work with you to develop a plan. It shouldn't be written in stone. You shouldn't have to fit into a program. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Absolutely. I think that makes sense to me. I don't want you to get discouraged if you're making this call and maybe you're not getting a call back or you're feeling defeated because you called one place, it wasn't a great conversation, they said that they're on a wait list right now. Because of the mental crisis that's happening in the world right now, there are a lot of wait lists and there are therapists are feeling burned out and maybe their responses aren't as um, immediate as what they used to be. So I really want you to remember that keep trying. If this is something that you want, Mm. it's it's a muscle that you have to exercise in order to strengthen. Practice making these phone calls. It may sound silly, but just even doing a little bit of role play of writing down some specific questions, you know, that you want to ask, um, but don't allow a no yeah. to to be the end of it. You know, keep trying if this is something that you do want because the right person is out there for you and you do deserve that time and attention. Yeah, that's a good point. There's, there are a lot of people seeking help right now. And so... Um, have some patience and persistence because you're worth taking care of. I'm sure our listeners are going to have a ton more questions about therapy and therapists and how to find help and how to know whether you're getting the help you need. And so I'm sure, as you've said before, we're inviting uh, our listeners to get in touch and ask your questions. Um, We have more we're going to cover, but we welcome any suggestions or questions through our website through social media please send us your uh, messages your questions through our website or through our social media we'd be happy to answer your questions absolutely
We are gathered here today to give you permission to plan the wedding that you want. I'm Jessica Bishop. And I'm Sari Wienerman. And we're the hosts of the Bouquet Toss podcast. Today's couples have to juggle so many things from family expectations to outdated traditions and what's currently trending. So to make it easier, we're going deep to figure out why we do weddings the way that we do. So you can decide what to keep and what to toss from your wedding day plans. You are cordially invited to subscribe to The Bouquet Toss wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcast.com. By the power vested in us, we pronounce you free to plan your day your way. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called Can I Offer You Some Feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding, or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com.